You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David here again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the decrepit Rich was nice. Oh, Dave, I can barely get up here anymore. It's so hard. I'm so old. I love pinball. Fuck these video games with their joysticks. Just give me two little buttons and a silver ball, and I'm the happiest man because I'm decrepit and old. I can't believe you went there. You know my birthday's coming up. Yes. I'm already feeling so decrepit. It's like everyone we talk to is like, hello, yes, I've started gaming in 1990. And yes, I played the old 3.5 Dungeons and Dragons. You noticed that when Rob They're said. like, I'm so old school. 3.5. I'm PlayStation 1, bitches. Yeah, no, Decrepit Rich is probably the best way to describe this. I am like one foot away from the retirement home. And, you know, Chris was over the other night and he was just making fun of how old I was playing Call of Duty. Just it's a really it's a really rough time for me, bro. It's Mr. Really Walken. Time. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You're your housemate, Mr. Christopher Walken. Uh, uh-huh. I can barely <laughs> keep that guy out of here. Um, sure. So, yeah, you know, but what's really funny about being decrepit is, you know, you really enjoy old games. I know probably in the next week or so. A friend and I are going to be going to free play here in Richardson. And what's awesome about that is you pay like 10 bucks to get in for the night. And of course, they serve beers. What? And they serve Mm. alcohol. What? Mm -hmm. And that's what beers are. Oh, yeah. Well, they serve shots. Shot, 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 (laughs) shot, 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 shots. And not only do you get to play video games, they have quite the selection of pinball games. And my friend is quite a pinball player. So we normally have quite a little uh, tete tete. Is that the right word or was that really sexual? Yeah, no, tete tete is. Okay, uh, we have have quite a tete tete as we're playing. So, um, but you know, speaking about pinball, <laughs> what a segue. We have an internationally known to rock the microphone pinball Elise, wizard. Welcome back to the show. We had you on uh, many moons ago in our Women in Gaming, where you unveiled to all of us that you play pinball competitively. Welcome yeah. back to the show. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, you actually did a pinball thing like an hour ago or something, right? I did. Yeah. It took about five hours. Yes. <laughs> um, it was a super intense tournament. Sounds like uh, it. Yeah. It was any any great. tilting? Anybody get disqualified for a, a tilt? Oh, yeah. Tons of yes. tilting. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Because yes. if you ain't pushing, you ain't playing. That's right. That is the way pinball is. You should have seen Larry play. It was like I've never seen hips like that on him before. <laughs> I get that- it. I'm not going to lie. I did hit danger one time, but I, uh, I didn't yeah. tilt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, oh, girl, back off. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, I got to win this. I it can't. all reminds me of high school. How far can you push? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least just to, by way of introduction to the audience, what kind of a gamer are you? Obviously, pinball is, is a big part of it, but do you do other things, too? I do. I play board games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a pretty casual gamer overall. 
I recently played Wingspan and loved it. <gasps> really? That's the we, bird one. We've yeah. heard good things about Wingspan. Yes. Oh, you got to play it. Yeah. Maybe once Rich and I get a little Wingspan under our belt, we'll maybe bring you back to talk about Wingspan. I would that's, be thrilled. Because that's one of those games that like we've heard good things about it. I've seen a couple of like plays of it. It looks really cool. Yeah. The art is just phenomenal. Nice. Nice. Okay. Nice. Pandemic. You play Pandemic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Epidemiologist. You've got to play Pandemic. You play, you play right. Trains? Um, Trains? Okay. Do you, you play cards? Rich is like, all right, moving on. Do you play I know, cards Ticket to Ride. Yeah, oh, Ticket, ticket to Ride. ride. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Shit, I fucked yeah. that up. Why? Why? <laughs> you know, because you know what's funny is we always yell, Ticket to Ride, while we're playing for some odd reason. And I called it Trains. I don't know why I just called it Trains. Um, do, you, do, you, do you play Cards Against Humanity? I have played Cards Against Humanity, yes. How about yeah. the cat game? How about the cats? Oh, the Exploding Kittens. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure, I have sure, played sure. Exploding Kittens. Yeah, okay. I, you know you, those are those are like party games. Like I, the, I'm, the, I'm, yes, I'm walking into. Oh, okay. do you do you play Catan? I have yes. Ooh, D and D board games. No. Talisman. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just you, just kind of going to you, see. You, where you know. You know. You know what it is. She has taste. She has power taste. <laughs> Power Grid? Do you play Power Grid? Oh, heck yeah, I've played Power oh, Grid. Oh, yeah. she goes the German yeah. route. Yeah. I see how yeah. this is going yeah. all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I was just kind of, kind of trying to walk you down a few paths to see where that went. And it definitely feels like you like those German games much more than the, um, let's get into Talisman and Oh, D&D. Dungeon Crawl type yeah, games. Dungeon yeah, Dungeon Crawl type games. Yeah. Yeah. Power Grid rocks. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, All right, so if, you, if you were stuck on a deserted island with Dave and two other shelfies, uh-huh. so four people, two to four people, what game would you bring to the island? Whew, that's a toughie. I mean, because I just played Wingspan and mm. it has great replayability. I don't know. What is the word for that? That's yeah, no, that's word. it. That's it. That's it. Oh, I would sweet. say that's a word. That would be a good one. I'm also super stoked about this evolution game. <gasps> evolution. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so our, our topic for tonight, yes, is evolution. And I want to say you mentioned evolution way back with our women in gaming episode and Kelly and I were like, all right, we've got to buy the game. Cause you said it was good. <laughs> we bought the game and I'll be honest, it sat right. Cause mm-hmm. we kept having game nights and we kept trying to get people to play it. And nobody, nobody said, yeah, let's play it. No, yeah, let's play it. And so finally Kelly and I are like, screw it. We're going to sit down and play this like we do pandemic two player and just just get some good evolution time in. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. You like that was a great suggestion. So you've been playing evolution. What's your what brought you to it? Like what 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 attracted you to it? Ooh. so if you've seen the box and I'm playing evolution climate Mm, mm -hmm, has a little mm -hmm. extra climate action, but mostly the same as evolution. So if you look at the box art, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Is it yeah, the one like with this, the chameleon on it? Yeah, it's like a like a revolution? like a pastel uh, water, like a, kind of like a watercolor, I think. Yeah, and for the climate version, it's like a water buffalo or something. Oh. And the colors are trippy, and it's just it's beautiful. So that drew me to it, along with the theme. Yeah, evolution. I'm a biologist, so. Yes. <laughs> See, I love it. Like, like people who are scientists are like naturally drawn towards sciencey games. It's which, 
which is so much fun. Like I, I am a huge fan of pandemic now because it's in our household and, and evolution now makes regular rotation between Kelly and I, cause it's like, all right, we gotta, we gotta see what we can make happen, you know, on our next playthrough. I want to make a carnivorous feathery based long necked animal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think there's some like things that don't allow that to happen. Oh, can I not mix carnivores with long necks and I think not. Damn it. Yeah. I did research at least leading up to this episode. <laughs> not enough. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about maybe like how you play. It's basically a survival of the fittest kind of game. Mm-hmm. You're building species, population size, body size. And you're providing treats to these species to acquire some sweet noms. You're just yeah. eating a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and when it starts, it's like just plant material. Right? By it's the like way, a... I did not see noms in the rule book. <laughs> no, no, Elise has gone through and scratched out food and put noms everywhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and basically, the point of the game is don't die. Like, eat a bunch of food, don't die, get some sweet traits. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's really neat because there's a there's like a shared pool of plant food and dude, it can run out. Yeah. And that's scary. <laughs> you got to you got to make sure that you get your food first. <laughs> yeah. And there are actually some really cool nuanced things about this game. Like if you play the climate version, mm. they have a wildfire card. And for that card, you wipe out all of the food <gasps> for one turn. And then the next turn. It all comes back, which kind of makes me think about wildfires and their destruction, but then providing fertile soil later on. Right. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I like the. So, okay, you have your species. And if you think you're doing great, you can get like more species you take care of. But those species get. Hold on. I got to play the audience here. They get. Well, they get little powers, right? Well, that's it. When you play a species, it's not really defined. You just have a card that says species, right? (laughs) Yeah, you have a thing. You have a creature. We don't know anything about this creature. But that's it. There you go. But you don't know anything about it yet until you give it some traits. Right, right. And I love the traits in this game, like defensive traits and and predatory traits and like climbing and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, my favorite card is fat tissue. <laughs> the little guy on that card is adorable and I it's, freaking it's love so him. It's so cute. It's so cute because he's like laying back. He's got a big old belly. <laughs> yeah, and he has this like, I don't know, piece of wheat or something in its mouth. He's so cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like how I feel every Sunday evening. Oh, like, <laughs> he looks like a chupacabra. Yes. like a little... Uh, the little the little rodent thing that runs around, not chupacabra. What's the little capybara? Yes, he looks like yes. a capybara. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, he's so cute. And and it's cool. Like one, it's adorable. But two, it's really important for that. Hey, that wildfire comes along and wipes out all the food. Well, you have that fat tissue that's storing a bunch of food for you. Yeah. So it's okay. You don't like die off because <laughs> if you're like, if there's no food for you, your species dies. 
Yes. What? Like, yeah, yeah. So like you. Oh, can lose I totally your, missed this. Yeah, you can like lose your species if there's no food for you. So it's like really important you get food. Okay, so let's go back to another thing I learned during my research was you evolve your species. So there's, there's like these two little blocks that as you do things, the blocks move up, right? Yeah. So let's say you've moved your blocks up like three times. If a wildfire hits and you can't feed your species, it's gone. Well, it moves back one. The population ah, moves back one. Okay, right. so when the population goes all the way to zero, you're effed. Yep. Right. Yeah, and so the other block is size. Yeah. Right? And size, the way I see it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Elise, but the way I see it is size is really like a defensive thing to keep you from yep. being eaten. Or if you're a predator, you need to be bigger than the things you're eating, so you got to bulk up. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it's... It's really funny. I try to be, well, I just am competitive. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But with this game, gamer, right? <laughs> I wasn't quite as competitive because I just wanted to see how things would work. Like, I just oh, wanted to create neat. some big boys. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's get that size up there, see what freaking happens. <laughs> You're, you're like a feeder. You're like, let's, yeah. let's, make, let's make them big. I like them big. But then I was getting sentimental over my species oh. and they would get wiped out. And I'd be like, no. Okay. So is it common your species gets wiped out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon. Yeah. I oh, like so, 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 okay. So there's a few things that can lead to that, right? Like there's not enough plant food. So your species dies off. Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing that can happen is a predator, right? If there's a predator yeah. on the board, they go around eating the other species. Yeah. Is Here's there a trump card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so actually, Rich, there is a screw your neighbor capacity because you can eat other people's species. There's also a screw yourself capacity because if the predator can't eat any of your competitors' species, but it could eat one of your species. Bullshit. It has to eat one of your own. No way. Yes. So you could, <laughs> if things didn't go right, you could kill off one of your own species because it has to eat. It will not go hungry. Are you sure this game's fun? <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun because you're like, oh man, I'm getting like chased and eaten by my by Rich. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bulk up. I'm going to make myself a big boy. And then he can't eat my, my creature. So then he has to eat his other creatures. And the rough thing too, about the climate edition is that when it gets hotter, <gasps> then the big boys die off. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, lots of moving parts. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Like the first couple of times we played Kelly and I were just like, I don't know, let's just figure out what we can make. So there's this whole, like just exploring the game is kind of fun. Yeah, I think this is the game that got me out of analysis paralysis. Really? Ooh, dive into yeah. that. Yeah. Because sometimes I agonize over my moves. I don't want to do something wrong. Right. You know, that's just well, how Welcome to the pandemic. Yeah, well, you're yeah. being competitive, right? You're competitive. You want to win and you don't want to screw it up. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And with this one, I was like, I'm just going to explore. Let's see how this works. Nice. And nice. I think it's made me a better player in general. That's cool. I yes. like that. Yeah, I think there's a one thing you could do, like especially the first couple of games, you could just say, hey, everybody, no predators. 
Let's yeah. just see what all we can make, just to see, you know? So if you draw a carnivorous card, you just throw it and draw another one? Sure, why not? Okay. Would that just be the homebrew for that? Yeah, that would be a homebrew. That's not something that's normal. Like, normally, dude, you drop the predator card, you're like, well, I'm going to make my big boy a predator, and my big boy's <laughs> going to go around eating all the small ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, one of the other cool things in this game is, like, you can have an aspect on your on your species that helps the other species you control. Yeah. Um, like there's one that's like a warning call, right? Yeah. So like the one species is keeping a lookout and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it tells all the other species to run and hide when there's a predator so that the predator can't eat any of those three species. Right. And that's another one of the ways where you're like, oh, I got myself a big, bad predator. And he's going to eat everybody. And then somebody plays the warning call card on their species. Like, Oh no. Now I can't eat any of these guys. Crap. Now I've got to eat my own. Crap. <laughs> There's another card too called cooperation where when you yeah, take the little food, ants, the little yeah. ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. the species to your right or something also gets food. Oh yeah. Oh man. So no, then you're taking things out really. of the watering hole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Whoa, you can watering like, hole. That's where all the plant food is, is in the yeah. watering hole. All right. So let's go back to the board. Okay. <laughs> so, because you, you just reminded me. So everybody sits down and you drop a species card in front of you and you play at the lowest tier, your population and your size. Both start and at you one. get yeah. one species card or do you get two? You get one species. You start off with one species. How do you get more of those, by the way? You, what is it? Discard a card? Yep. Oh, okay. So when you're ready, okay. So everybody sits down with one placard. They put their little things at the base. And in the center of the table is your watering hole. How do you decide how much food ends up in the watering hole every turn? That is dependent on the cards that you put in. Oh, yeah. So they'll have little numbers and that'll count. Like if someone puts a six and another person puts a two, then someone would put eight little food tokens in the watering hole. Ooh, can someone like Rich put a negative? Yeah. There are. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you saw yeah. where I was going with that? Yeah. Didn't you, I beat <laughs> yeah. you to the punch on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Cause that's the thing is you think, all right, these guys need lots of food to survive because they've got a big population, yeah. right? The more population you have, the more food you got to eat, right? And so they think, oh man, these guys are going to drop in a lot of food because they got big populations. I only have a little population, so I'm going to I'm gonna toss in a negative three just to, you know, just to keep it tight. Watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's all about watching the world burn. Yeah. So how do you decide? Do you know? Do you know what people are putting in or does everybody throw them in face down? Face down. So you don't know if you only know by looking at their placard whether they need a lot of food. Right. So so if I was playing with you two. And you guys had some long neck shit going on. And I yeah, got a bunch get of food ants, for free. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I could just throw in some negatives to try and mess up your game. Now, when the food hits the watering hole, who goes first? Oh, there's a little. So I'm not sure if this is in the evolution, not the little dino version. Yes. Yes. And speaking about age, I want to call this fella a brontosaurus, but it's really an yes. apatosaurus. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were all miseducated as little children because I agree. It's a little brontosaurus. Like, no, no, you know, no, no. I just went to the zoo with some young people for their birthday. Yeah. And they were calling all these dinosaurs names I did not recognize. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, because we have been wrong. <laughs> Paul Lively would have something to say about that. Well, yeah. But go I mean, on. <laughs> so, yeah, you get the little dinosaur, and that's the first player. So whoever yeah. has the little dinosaur, they get to get food out of the watering hole first. Okay, so if you're first, you really want to screw the watering hole if you're little population. Well, if it's advantageous to you, but yes. Because you're first, because yes. you get right. to take all the food out. And right. then the person who's last that has the big old long neck needing all the food, you're like... Well, the, the long neck gets one food for free, not out of the watering hole. Oh, shit. Okay, I screwed up. But, but, but all of the other things are true. Like, let's say they don't have long neck. Maybe they have climbing to be defensive. Or maybe they have horns, right? They have all these other traits, but they don't have long neck. Well, they got to get to that food watering hole. You know, there's just no other way. It's like Africa. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've seen those videos of the watering hole. They are nasty. Right. Yeah. Everybody's there. You know, predators, prey alike. Everybody's there. Elise, what's your go-to? Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the game. So really, that sounds like the game. Um, you put cards in. You put food in. There is a last segment, which I saw, which is these trait cards. And then you start applying those to your placard. So you have a species and you start customizing your species with your trait cards. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And you only get like two if you're a two player game, but you can get more traits if you're a bigger game. Yeah. And that's really important because there are some combos, guys, that are like crazy powerful. Okay. What are, you, what are y'all's go tos? Elise, what's your go to? So if you're a carnivore, it's mm -hmm. nice to have pack hunting along with it. Yeah, what that does is means that not only do you eat people that are smaller than you, but the pack hunting means that your population adds to your size. So that whole you got to be bigger than the other guys to eat <gasps> them. Yeah. You are real big. So instead of two, it's two plus two in your right, four. Right, exactly. So you can eat those really big creatures that are, you know, bulked up to be defensive. But... The challenge of that is then it's easy to avoid you because they could put climbing on their character or they could do the uh, the warning calls. You know, there's other ways to stop. Oh, no, your no, predator. no. Bullshit. My carnivore can climb. <laughs> <laughs> can but you, you can make put, your carnivore climb if you yes, throw the climb trait on it. Yes. But hey, if you only have two traits, yeah. then you got to get rid of pack hunting. Whoa, 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 whoa. So only a species can only have two traits maximum. If you're a smaller game, the bigger games can have maybe three traits. Elise, how many do you play? I've played pretty small games. I know you can play up to six people, I believe. I yeah. hear that blows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, because it's, it's. I don't mean it's, we don't try and talk no. negative, but I heard six blows for this game. Yeah, because it's too hard to like defend yourself. There's way too many predators, and like when you lose a species and that's your last species, that sucks. I heard four is rocking. I would yeah. believe that. Yeah, what's your take on the on the player size? How many players should you have in this game? I've heard that four is the sweet spot. I've always played with less than four. Okay, so, so two and three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At least you need more friends. I know, basically. Down, okay, you got that super like Razer Naga laptop. Download Steam, get Tabletop Simulator. Oh, we yeah. all play Evolution online. Ooh. Yeah, we could totally play Evolution together for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And they have the climate edition and all that kind of stuff on Do they really? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And I would say, you know, my favorite combo is the uh, working together combo. Because when the one that is, is working together with the other species, they take a food and then they give it to somebody else. Your one character feeds or your one species feeds and then all the other species next to them, like you can do a little chain of working together. 
they all pull from the pool. So it's like, hey, on my turn, everybody feeds. Oh, there's no more food left. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude. You know? <laughs> you know? Okay, okay, okay. Let's go back to the rules, Elise. So when it's whoever has the brontosaurus and they go first, the next person beside them goes second, the next person goes third, and, ne- and then they get to go again. Let's mention a three-player game. You can only feed one species at a time. Yeah, you feed one species and then it goes around the room. So if there isn't a lot of food at the watering hole, yeah. Oh, that blows. And I see how your combo card now is OP. Yeah, because then you're like hunting all the people who have fed. (laughs) 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 I I will say one of the things that can happen in this game, and and Elise, correct me, maybe maybe we were playing this wrong. But one of the things that can happen is that you can get kind of dogpiled. And you can get, you know, behind on your species. So you've only got like, maybe you have just the starter species again. You you lost your last species and you've got the one and it's starting off super tiny. Um, and once you're behind, it can be really tough to get back in the game. Because like if there's a predator out there eating all the small creatures and you start off super small, like that can be really tough. Yeah, I've heard that's true, especially in the evolution game. But if you do the climate version, I'm not sure if it's more balanced. Oh, really? Oh, because there's just so many other things going on that it's like, well, yeah. you're not really ever going get to that, get that far behind. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because when Kelly and I played, man, there'd be some games where one of us would just run away with it. And the other one would be like, all right, well, I'm going to start all over. And oh, you ate me. Fuck. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's That's encouraging. So I think I want to get the climate edition. So that I'm not worried so much about steamrolling or, or being steamrolled, you know. Elise, would you just recommend going to the climate version? I would. So you can play the evolution game without the climate portion, especially for younger kiddos who may not want that extra bit of complexity. But even for casual gamers, the climate version is really great. Yeah, it sounds good. I like the idea of, hey, there's just a thing that happens and it resets a bunch of conditions. Yeah. And it's interesting to play this with other people and see what their tendency is. There are people who want to keep the temperature, you know, in that happy medium. Mm-hmm. And then there are these, you know, chaotic evil types who are like, Yay. it's going to burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where do you fall in that? I typically like things comfy. Uh, (laughs) is there is there a moment where the competitive elise says you know what we need to juice this a little bit and up the temperature in order to win is there like a competitive advantage to raising the temperature or does that just suck for everybody it can suck but if you have some of those cards that'll help you when it's warm or hot so it's good to look at other people's cards then yeah you might try to f with the temperature a bit nice (laughs) okay 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 another question for you guys I got the idea. You draw three cards. You play one in the hole, and mm-hmm. you can use two for traits. The next turn, how many cards do you draw, and how many cards can you have in your hand? So I think you can have an unlimited number of cards in your hand. Ooh. And I think you might get extra cards for the number of species you have, oh, but I could be right. wrong. No, that's that's legitimate. Yeah. So when you have more species in front of you, you're drawing more cards. And this is the way that you can get steamrolled, at least yeah. in the base game, is that, you know, in other games like Magic and all that kind of stuff, they talk about card cycling. 
right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to get lots advantage. of want to get lots of cards. Well, yep. the easiest way to get card advantage in evolution is to have lots of species. Yeah. Because then you get lots of cards. We started playing that in our little solar game. Remember our little oh, solar yeah, game we played? Yeah, and yeah, we started yeah. playing the card advantage game yeah. and we found a little mechanic there. Yeah, exactly. So this one is, there's a bit of card advantage if you have lots of species. But if you have lots of species, then that means you're going to the watering hole a lot for food. You may be having some species die off. They may not be all that big. They may not be all that populous. So uh, somebody else who has a bigger predator can come along and gobble up all your small species. So there's some weakness to going the lots of species route. Whoa, 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 whoa. How do you win? So you win by counting the food that you've consumed at the end. And the number of traits. So if you lose species, does it hurt your food count? It Not doesn't the... hurt the food that you've already eaten. But mm. when you lose that species, you lose all of their traits too. Right. Which are points, right? Mm. And then you... Oh, they're you points also, too. They count right. for VP. And, and also because you have one less species, that means you're one less mouth to feed, one less way to get more food, i.e. one less way to get more victory points. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of this strategy already that I just keep popping up my species to get more cards and to have the availability of getting more food. So remember, if you have lots of species and they're all small, then somebody gets that predator and they're running around eating up all your small species and killing them off completely. They're going extinct. But do they get points for that? Yeah, they get oh, food. They get meat. Oh, I didn't realize meat. that. Yeah, there's, there's plant food and then there's meat food, right? And the carnivores will only eat meat. Elise, this is like a really gruesome game you're playing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're that joy. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some something to this where it's like, you know, the ones that are the plant eaters, they will eat meat. If there's like a... a if if you do the working together and like, hey, I, I ate some meat and therefore you also get some meat, then the plant eaters are like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll eat this meat. It's cool. So I don't know if this card is in the evolution non-climate version, but on the back of it, it has scientific names. So you can name your species based on yes. their traits. Yes. I don't think I have this card. Oh, man. <laughs> I've never really done it, but it looks adorable. <laughs> See, like there's so many layers to this. <laughs> there's like this separate meta game of just naming your species in cool ways. <laughs> right. So instead of saying, I'm going to eat that guy. Right. You can say that. Yeah. The scientific uh, Latin name for the Rachosaurus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to eat your Mega Magnus. I think that's oh, one of the possible right. names. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. I'm into it. It's little details that like that that are like, oh, man, this is an awesome game. And, you know, the other thing, there's no real randomness, right? Everything's decision based, That's right? True. How much food goes into the water? How much what, what cards you're going to play on your thing? I mean, I guess the cards that you draw are kind mm-hmm. of random, but you're going to go through so many cards that if there's a card you want, you're going to get it in a turn or two. At least that's been my my experience. Like if I'm looking for climbing, I'll I'll get to a climbing card. You know, it's kind of like that German style of game where there's not a ton of randomness. There's a whole lot of for planning where you have to kind of read the table and figure out, oh man, do I need lots of food in the middle or do I need little food in this middle or how should I really plot out this move? Because, you know, I don't want to lose species this turn. Yeah, 100%. 
Now, BGG gives this guy a seven something just on the base game. I didn't even look up climate control change pandemic. I just looked at the base game. And, and of course, you, you guys know when I when I see seven something, I go, "Ooh, really? That always makes me do an oh my. Yeah. And the other thing I read a lot about is it's a great introduction game. So when I'm, you know, going out with someone that's like, oh, yeah, you game. And I'm like, yeah, I game. And they're like, oh, yeah, we love Scrabble. Uh, we play Blockus. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, you don't know gaming yet. This should be the game I bring to the table. The B- I saw a lot of reviews that were like, this opens up the doors to a lot of casual gamers, to a lot of mechanics, because it has a lot of things built in. Like you were just saying, there's really not much randomness built into this game. Mm-hmm. It's decision-based, mm-hmm. and it's also a little bit of a deck builder. Or, or am I saying that wrong just from my review? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, at least would you kind of take that as like, would you throw this game in front of somebody who's not really big into board games. They haven't really played Catan yet. They haven't really played some of those other bigger games yet. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's the joy of this game too, is that super casual people who don't game very often can get something out of this. And Mm. people who game all the time love it too. So uh, it covers the the spectrum. She just said what I read. Oh, wow. That people that are gamers enjoy this game. And they enjoy introducing it to new people and new people trying this game because it opens up their eyes to what games can be besides Scrabble or, you know, Monopoly or things along those lines. That makes a lot of sense because like like you were saying earlier, at least that it helped you get over decision paralysis, analysis paralysis. You were just like, oh, I just want to explore a little bit. Yeah. This is the perfect gateway gaming drug. (laughs) <laughs> did she just say gaming drug yes yeah. oh i love that <laughs> that is you know because magic is just heroin right <laughs> magic the gathering heroin so expensive it yeah. is it is just mainlining heroin and this game is the beginning of getting to that approach yeah exactly and this again this is one of those games that's like real good for a lot of different ages Right. This is one of those games I think yeah. you could put in front of an oh, eight year old. I didn't think about that. You could put in front of a 10 year old and be like, all right, hey, we're going to play this game. A lot of pretty colors. And for kids that like you don't really want them to you don't want them to experience a lot of screw your neighbor stuff. You just do the uh, do the do the plants only. Right. And when they get a little older and they start to get a little mean, you're like, all right, fine. Let's start doing some uh, <laughs> let's start doing some predatory stuff. and I'm going to come after you. All right. You know? <laughs> what age range are you playing with? I've only played with adults, but I should really get my niece in on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you think so? You're like, how old is your niece? Would you do you definitely feel this is a good introduction to her? She's seven and a half. Oh, I think so she oh, could yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's like a little species card, two traits, three traits, maybe. And honestly, there is an educational component to this, too. Like I said, with the wildfire situation and... You know, just trying to reach that balance and homeostasis and maybe extremes. I don't know. Don't play out very well. So. Look at her geeking out. Do you see yeah. Geeking yeah. Out? yeah. Well, and just like how some species could protect themselves or avoid harm from other species. 
Like one of the ones is you can put horns on your species, right? And when a predator comes and attacks you, they automatically lose a population. Because you got horns. Yeah. And you're killing some of them. <laughs> so it's one of those things like if the, if, the, <laughs> if the species is low on population, they may not want to come after your creature with horns because it might kill them off. Oh, so in other words, that classic example of... The other species looks better to eat than me. Right. Why don't you go eat somebody else instead of my guy? That's like true in life. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Okay, who made this game? All of a sudden, we're talking about all these geeky things. Elise is over here, like, geeking out on, you know, kind of the educational value. Who put this game <laughs> together? This is all North Star. North Star Games yeah. put this together. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, this they do like a bunch we of games. can pick on a biologist or anybody in the background. I mean, maybe the creator was a biologist. I, I don't, don't know. know. Just curious. But North Star Games makes a lot of sort of educational games. You know what else North Star makes? Hmm. Wits and Wagers. Have you guys played that? No. Oh, no. What is that? Oh, it's such a good game. And it's another one where little kiddos can play too. So you'll have a card and there will be some sort of clue like the year that xyz happened and Hmm. everybody guesses a year and you put it on a board with the extremes on the end and then you bet on the right answer oh yeah yeah it's a good party game yeah yeah a push your luck wager game so the idea might be when did al gore invent the internet yes (laughs) and then everybody (laughs) drops the years that they believe that happened right Oh, I'm loving this game. Yeah. Because you can talk some mad shit about when that year was and try and line people up for the wrong answers. Mm-hmm. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool, like, uh, yeah, or if you know somebody is, like, really knowledgeable around that time frame and they bet, and you're like, oh, shit, I better follow that bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of announced that in 1999, just FYI. He announced it, but when was the internet invented? You see, I'm trying see, to lead you yeah. down the wrong oh, path, bro. Yeah. I'm trying I get to you, lead I get you, I get you, I get you, I get you. See, you've already got like layers to this game yeah. and you haven't even played it yet. No, I'm loving this kind of game. <laughs> yeah, see, I like that. Like, I think Northstar does some nice, lightweight entry games. You know, this is not like your crazy Gloomhaven where you got to dedicate a thousand hours. This is As like- I a- hear Elise laugh in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and this game is cheap. This game is like 40 bucks. Yeah, 30 bucks. Bad. Yeah, this oh, game now, is like is like real real cost effective. Now, when I did my research, I found if you wanted Evolution First Edition, a hundred something dollars, bro. Oh, sure, the hits first our, edition hits our, hits our mark of stupid oh. expensive games. <laughs> we do like stupid expensive games, don't we? No, this is like uh, I think you can go get on Amazon like it for thirty two dollars or something like that. At least right now in twenty nineteen, I don't know in twenty twenty it might be a thousand dollars. At least but. you have yours all sleeved up. I do not. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. for you. Smart. Good for you. Smart. I, I'm I'm a sleeve whore and I have to have everything in sleeves. Do you have your sleeved up, Dave? Uh, you know, actually the cards are different sized. They're not what? your normal player card size. So you have to get special sleeves. I haven't gotten them in yet. Did you get a broken token thing to like separate it all up inside your box? <laughs> no. Okay. No, this one doesn't have so many fiddly pieces that I have to have broken. Does token. it come with special food bags? Uh, you can buy yes. the special food bags. Yes, yes, yes. Do you and have the a food sp- bags? Are freaking sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little, the little uh, drawstring bags. Yeah. Do you have food bags, Elise? I do have food bags. See, they're, look at that. They're kind of silky, and they have animals on them, and they're they're wonderful. 
So, and that's part of the game too. Cause if you don't, if you don't have food bags, does your food just sit in front of you? Yeah. Okay. That's hard. a really big no, no in my book. This game is about hiding how oh, much food you have they, they, for victory they, points. They do give you a little shieldy thing. A little shieldy okay. in the base game, anyways. They give you a little shield like that you hide. Galaxy? Yeah, that you hide your food behind. But I like the idea of a food bag more because you know, if you ever want to flex on someone, you just like shake your food bags. Like, no, there's a lot of food in there, baby. <laughs> you do that at least. Do you flex? <laughs> I, I don't. But I, I bet she does. I bet she's bullshitting us right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's totally like she, her niece will be sitting there and she'll be like ring a ding a ding a ding and shaking the food bag. Sounds oh, pretty you heavy. Better get that going, girl. <laughs> I have a feeling. Poor little seven-year-old niece. <laughs> Why is Auntie Elise so mean? <laughs> She's just competitive, dear. <laughs> okay, so I'm starting to understand the climate thing a little better too. Because I've started interwebbing mm. um, since we talked. I have a PC computer, and I've been interwebbing. And there's a play mat even for this whole climate thing. So, Elise, yeah. what you're talking about is there is a temperate zone, which kind of goes up one and down one. Yeah. And then the minute you start scoping two up or two down or three yep. up or three down or four up and four down, shit gets real. Yes, it does. Things die. Yeah. Dude, that's a totally different game now. Yeah. That you need to, if you got temperate or tropical-based species, you have to keep that climate on your side of, like tug-of-war, right? Let's think yeah. of tug-of-war. Oh, You've got to keep that, yeah. that on your side of the fence. At least, how do you affect the climate? I mean, we talked about like some warming card, but yeah. how does that work? So on your cards that you're putting into the the center. Oh, no way. <gasps> so they have either um, a snowflake or no. a sun. Oh. Yeah. And so it'll move based on. So every turn. Yeah. Every move. turn is moving. Oh, and wow. by the way, dear listener, those cards are played face down. Yeah. So you could be moving it snowy and your other competitors start moving it snowy and it goes too far snowy. Is that right? No, I think it just moves one no matter what, but uh, I could be wrong. No, that's probably so, the way it is because it so, sounds like this is a gentle oh, game. Oh, because it, it's a which side won the tug of war this round moves it forward one way or the other. Yeah. That would, that would make sense to me. Oh. Um, and then, so, okay, so the order is actually where the, a lot of the strategy comes in, right? Because you play those cards face down. Yeah. And then you go around doing all the other stuff. You put traits on your on your species face down. You get all your cards spent, and then you start flipping stuff up face up. Wow. Guess who's going to be on Tabletop Simulator all night tonight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really neat because you kind of plan how you think the turn's going to go, right. and then you flip up all the food cards, and we all figure out how it's really going to go because <laughs> it's totally different than what you all thought. Right, I'm totally down in. for – okay. no. So now let me get into purchasing this game. Do I have to buy Evolution and then the Climate expansion, or do I just go right to Climate? So there is, you could go either way. There's a conversion kit that adds the Climate rules or the standalone Climate game. Okay, but what about your cards from the original kit? Do they not have those snowflakes on them, or do you get a marks a lot and add it? I think it's a marks a lot. I don't know what's in the conversion kit. At least, but the, well, how'd that work for you? 
I don't know. I just have the standalone climate game. I want to play the climate game more now because when we play evolution, I feel like it needs just a little bit more. I don't want to play evolution. Yeah. I think climate is the way to go. Yeah. Based on your description, at least. So thank you. Yep. Yeah. I think I want to play climate version because I want to watch the world burn. So I'm just going (laughs) to constantly move the marker to the sun. Yes. (laughs) And we all will know this and we'll just play for hot creatures. (laughs) It'll work out just fine. Or we can team up against you, Rich, and play all cult cards. That would not be fun for you (laughs) because I would cry and bitch and moan the entire time. Elise, you have not played a game with me. You will see in the future as we play Tabletop it's, Simulator because you're going to go download Steam now and do Tabletop yeah. Simulator and we're going to play. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty pathetic watching Rich lose. Yeah. <laughs> Most people throw the game, so I win. <laughs> that's, your, that's your true strategy. <laughs> Just trying to get that pity win. <laughs> Dave, I'm not going to comment on that any further, but it's worked in many ways in my life. <laughs> no comment um (laughs) okay well i feel like we have unpacked this game some elise is there anything else you wanted to share about the game Ooh, i don't know i feel like i covered the main points i love it i would recommend that anyone buy it if they're interested i i recommend making the heck and chonkers they're pretty great characters. <laughs> what was that? Hold on. You just had a crazy word that yeah. I don't understand. So you're going to have to explain that. Shelfies, okay. listen closely. So I learned this by looking at a cat's scale. It's like a body fat scale for cats. Yes. Um, and then people will put words underneath it. Yes. My cat classifies as a heckin' chonker. Yes. Okay, hold on. That's a whoa, big whoa. cat. That's a big I still cat. don't understand this. You look at your cat, and yeah. it's called a what? Well, depending on how much body fat, roughly, your cat has when you look at it, especially from above, that's what does it for my cat. He qualifies as a heckin' chonker. <laughs> Okay, I'm looking at my cat right now because, of course, it's sitting right beside me, wrapping its tail on me because that's what cats do. Yeah, your cat is not a heckin' chonker. It is you, not. What's no, a heckin' chonkers? You know, like a like a like a big like a big boy, like uh, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> so, Rich, what I can say is, look for the chonk chart on a Google <laughs> image search. <laughs> Should I turn NSFW on or off? <laughs> And then you'll see what keep I'm it on. About. Keep it on. Keep it on. Yeah. Because my cat is not very. My cat's very lean. Yeah. Oh, then my, he qualifies as a fine boy. Okay, yes. he's a fine boy. Yes. He's also a foot attack boy. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I have yeah. the midnight he, stalker cat. He's 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 a fine boy with a thing for feet. Yes. He 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 will zoomy. He zoomies. <laughs> am I doing that right, kids? Yes. Because I am decrepit and old. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my cat zoomies and attacks shit all over the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the chonkers are big, big boys. They're they're yeah. they're big boy cats. And, and what you um, call what you call that, Elise? The chonk chart? Head and chonkers? Heckin? Oh, heckin. Heckin. Yeah. Like Hella, oh, but 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 but, but yeah. new, but new. See, see, Hella is what you used to say in the eighties. Okay, now I get it. See, the same she said Hella, bro. I was with you. I, hella chonkers. Okay, got it. Got a heck of chonkers. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. how is that a strategy in the game? It's really not. It's just fun. I mean, okay. it can be a strategy, but 
I just like it because it's fun. Yeah, it keeps you from being eaten by the predator. Okay. Or if you're a predator, you're big enough to eat the other creatures. Yes. But it's also cute. It really is. Mr. GG, you're a fine boy, aren't you, Mr. GG? That's right. You are Mr. GG. That's right. Bite me. (laughs) Well, awesome. Um, I feel like this is good. Like, I, I like the, I like... I like where we went with this, you know, talking about some of the side fun you can have with this game. Like, sure, you can play to win, but you can also just play to have fun. Yeah. And I think that's really neat. Maybe a little different than some of the other games we've talked about on this show. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. Um, Elise, thank you so much for coming on. Do you do like social media stuff? Do you want to like drop people your Insta yeah, and your and your Twitter or something? Or, or uh, do you want to remain a private citizen? Either way, Ooh. thanks a ton for coming on the show. Yeah, no, thank you. I recently started an Instagram. I have to find it now. I where I would draw nerdy comics. Yes. I have to follow you on Instagram now so I can see yeah. nerdy comics. Please do. So my name is The Minstrel Cycle. <laughs> yes. That is you appeal to my bard yes. in way too many ways there. That is hilarious. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, yeah. Will you, will you send that to me so I can link in description below? <laughs> I will absolutely. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, everyone at home, as always, thanks a ton for listening. Have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. 